Hey everyone, this is Graham from Megavisions Magazine, and you are listening to The Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lounge, the Sega Lounge. We're back for another episode of this Sega-centric podcast. Before we properly start the show, though, Are you familiar with our official The Sega Lounge merch store? That's right, if you head over to thesegalounge.com slash store, thesegalounge.com slash store, you can find t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs with the show's logo and even our highly coveted seal of approval. And as you're listening to this, we've added a new item to the store the Sega Lounge stickers, so you can stick our logo and a handy QR code to our website to any kind of flat surface. And seal of approval stickers as well for that worthy person in your life, or even a notebook. As a way to celebrate, and since it's still technically our 7th anniversary, you can enter the promo code TSL7 at checkout for 10% off in any purchase you make at our store. That's promo code TSL and the number 7, so TSL7 at checkout for 10% off in any purchase you make at thesegalounge.com slash store. The discount is valid until October 31st, 2021. And now, let's talk about this week's guest. This week's guest is none other than Graham Cookson, co-founder of Sega Nerds, which was the precursor of Megavisions, a Sega magazine he also co-founded, the first six issues of which were funded through a Kickstarter project back in 2016. The Sega Lounge and Radio Sega even collaborated on some of those issues. After delivering a few more issues since those initial six, the team are now rebooting Megavisions magazine and Graham is back on the lounge to tell us all about that. But he ended up telling me a lot about other things in his Sega life as well. Stick around for what was a very fun conversation with a really nice community friend of mine. Hello Graham, welcome back to the Sega Lounge. Hey, hey, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Sexy, sexy Graham. Uh, <laughs> the sexiest man in the Sega community, perhaps. Oh, perhaps. Yeah. No, stop it. Stop it at once. No, keep going. Keep going. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, thank you. Too apart kind. from that, which I mean, you know, uh, being the sexiest man alive in the Sega community, I'm sure is a lot of work. But apart from that, you you also um, are part of Megavisions, of Megavisions magazine, which is a, mm-hmm. a very cool project. We'll, I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit about in in a few moments. Uh, you've actually been on the on the show to talk about the magazine before, but I I hear there's some exciting news that that you want to to share with our audience. So we'll talk about that in in a moment. But mm. 
I'm. I think you've been on the show. You, you haven't been on the show like for for a proper interview, proper conversation, in a long time. So I think the people demand to know a little bit more of your background as a Sega gamer. Oh wow! Oh Christ! So, <laughs> so um, let, let's let's go back all the way back to like you know you're a young man. So like 15 mm. years ago, you were born 15 years ago. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How did it all start with, for you with with video games? Not just Sega, but video yeah, games in general. Games. Okay, yeah. So, um, cool. I remember back back at school, uh, some people at school had like um, you know NESs, like NESs, uh, Game Boys and stuff. And I always really wanted one, but never really got one. And then my mum, someone at my mum's work, gave her like an old Atari two six hundred and a ZX Spectrum. Um, nice. I don't know. Do you know the ZX Spectrum at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Okay, cool. Yeah, Never had think, one, but I, I do know about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if it was released in America or anything. Because uh, every time I mention to like Chris or the other Americans on on the team, they they go what? <laughs> but I, I, th I think it's definitely more of an uh, uh, more popular in Europe. Definitely. Yeah. I remember yeah. having you know like uh, classmates that had uh, ZX Spectrum. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and if, if the, for those listening who don't know what ZX Spectrum is, it's one of the old cassette tape based video games consoles. Um, so you'd, it's like, I had like a and big now you keyboard have to and stuff. what a cassette tape is as well. Oh, yes. Uh, so before CD, <laughs> before MP3s, a thing called CDs. And before CDs, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Google it, people. Oh, yeah. Just Google it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they, uh, it used to take like an hour to load a game and you'd just be watching a screen with color, flashing colors going, like a modem basically kind of sound and then, and then the game might load or it might crash that was half the fun of the game um i remember that happening with scooby-doo so many times I, every time i tried to play that game it just like it yeah that was ridiculous anyway um, but that was kind of like the first i guess those were the first um games consoles i had oh and there was something called an interstate as well which is like these two paddles that you had like five built-in games or something so my mom was given those three sort of gaming systems at the same time. So my brother and I kind of had this, uh, we we're kind of lucky. We had quite a lot of choice. We said we had nothing and then suddenly lots of things. And it wasn't, it wasn't Nintendo and it wasn't Sega, but it was still pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of got me into the gaming scene a bit. And I used to play on my friend's Game Boys and stuff. And then one Christmas, uh, my, my granny uh, basically sort of asked what I wanted. And I had like a... You, do you know what an Argos magazine is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I had an Argos magazine, and I was flipping through the video game section. And I was like, I'd really like a, a video game console, please. And and my mum was like, no, that's too much money. And then my granny was like, no, 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 let's see. What, what, what would you like? And there was the Game Boy and the Game Gear. And I think at this point, the Game Gear was a little bit more expensive, but not too much more expensive. And my granny said, which one would you like? And I saw the Game Gear, and I was just like, I want the Game Gear um and i got it for my uh for birthday of christmas that year my birthday is quite close to christmas so yeah i got um, a game gear and i got it with oh i had a 401 game pack that's what it had with it, it had, okay. like it's all i'll tell you what if, you, if you've got a game gear or you're looking at getting a game gear get the 401 game pack it's so much fun it's got tennis on it it's got um a different version of columns which i've never played anywhere else that the, the actual mechanics and the way you score in this version of columns is different to normal columns um tennis columns what else did it have oh it had, it had this rally game as well which really reminds me of like a cross between sega rally and outrun but not quite not quite the same probably not quite as good but it's really fun for its time 
Um, and there's another game running. I can't remember what the other game was now. That's pretty bad. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so it was oh, football. Pretty oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so it, but it was not a very good football game. It was like a penalty kick game. So basically, you had to either kick the ball into the goal or beat the goalie and save the ball. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. So, yeah. Um, it was such, so much fun. Yeah, so that's really kicked me off, though, with my Sega. Um, I guess my Sega gaming, really, because I didn't look back. I, was, I Looking at my friends with Game Boys, like, ha, ah, this is color. Yeah, <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we've ever talked about this before. So, so this is interesting. I, I always assumed, I, I, I'm silly because I always assume people's experiences are, are similar to mine. Mm-hmm. It all started for, w- w- for me with the, the Mega Drive. So, I assume ah. most people, or maybe some people, you know, Started with the master system, but I never assume people start with the game, the Game Gear, which is yeah, very. It's, it's a different take on the matter. Yeah, approach. and so yeah, my first experience with, um, I mean, I had played Sonic the Hedgehog one, and I'd played like on on the Mega Drive before, and I had played a bit on the Master System. My first real experience with Sonic the Hedgehog was Sonic the Hedgehog two on the Game Gear because that was the first Sonic the Hedgehog game I got. Um, Ooh, nice. So that's the one I owned and. I tell you what, um, I couldn't get past the first level for a good year because I could do the first two acts quite well, and then mm-hmm. the third, the third act, which is the boss, mm-hmm. was so difficult because on the on the Game Gear version, you don't get any rings on the level. You yeah. have to like go through a level and like do a really crazy jump over some lava or something, um, and then go up to Robotnik and he's throwing these balls at you on this on this sloping hill because yeah. because Sonic's got mechanics. Sonic is kind of sliding down the hill, so you have to keep moving forward. And avoiding the balls but at the bottom there's like a spiky thing at the bottom and yeah me and my brother we just could not beat it for ages for ages and ages and ages and eventually we did and we we're like oh there's like a whole other level after this this is great <laughs> we were just like amazed um that was a tough game i managed to beat it in the end um it took so long it's such but that's such a good game did um, tails die in the end or uh did you, did you, oh, if, if, you, if you don't collect yeah. all the emeralds, you know what happens, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if I actually did collect all the emeralds now, actually. Now that you've just said that. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done that. I think I've only ever completed it like once, maybe twice, because that's one of the toughest Sonic games, I'd say. I'm going to put it out there. That's one of the toughest I, I don't games. think I've ever completed that game without safe states. Mm. So, but, but, you know, but I, I'm, I suck at video games. So No, surely yeah, not. Oh, for sure, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. uh, something interesting about that Sega game pack four in one that you got mm-hmm. for, with the, mag- the the Game Gear, uh, I was looking it up, and apparently, in that uh, tennis game, the umpire is Sonic the mm-hmm. Hedgehog. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that is okay. correct. Yeah, it's really cool. You see little Sonic just like looking around, like looking. All he does is sit there and just look backwards and forwards. <laughs> uh, it's great. As it's such do. a. It's a very good game though. Very good little. Like that, that four one game pack, we kept me going for ages until I could get like new games because you know yeah. I was a little kid and games weren't cheap. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just going to say out there as well, my favorite Batman game I've ever played is Batman on the Game Gear. I'm just saying, but no, Batman Returns on the Game Gear. Sorry, I'll clarify that. Batman okay. Returns on the Game Gear, <laughs> such a good game. Better than the Master System version, which is very similar. And I prefer it over the Mega Drive one, which is kind of a different game. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. Sorry. Okay. So okay. Yeah, that's I've, got, I've got a lot of love for the Game Gear. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Str- strong opinions there. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I'm not really familiar with the the Batman mm-hmm. game on on the on the Game Gear, so I don't know. But maybe maybe it's try. a popular opinion. I don't know. 
Who knows? Yeah, people, no one seems to let about us know. It, let us know. Uh, Please do. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a podcast at thesegalunch.com. No, that's not right. People should actually at you on Twitter because I, I don't want to get hate mail. <laughs> why? Why did I say that? No, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, anyway, moving on, moving swiftly on. <laughs> so the Game Gear was where it all started for you, right? Uh, did you yeah. eventually get other systems? I imagine. Yes. Drive? Yeah. Yeah. You so... already said the Mega Drive, right? With Sonic. Uh, yes, yeah, so I got so I got the Mega Drive a bit later. I think I think that was my second machine, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went Game Gear, Mega Drive, which I got secondhand from a girl at school. Her older brother had a Mega Drive, and he sold it. I think in my head it was like 120 pounds with the Mega Drive and like 40 games or something ridiculous. Whoa! Like there was, I basically got a massive collection of games. It was amazing. It was so good. So yeah, like my mum had been holding off, and then like. This this guy who we sort of knew sort of said, "Hey, I'm getting rid of it." He's like going off to university or something. He's quite a lot older than us, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm getting rid of it. Don't want much for it. Would this work?" And my mum was like, "Uh," I was like, "Please." And I was like, "Yeah, go on then." And so yeah, I got I got a crap ton of games. I think she actually kept back most of them for my birthday though. So she gave me gave me the console with like a couple of games or something. Um, oh, that's yeah. smart. Yeah, so she uh, yeah she was thinking ahead there, but I mean, yeah, I mean that's I, awful from a kid's perspective, but yeah. very smart from an adult perspective. Oh, it was so good. But I used to wake up every day before school, like a good couple of hours before I need to leave for school, and play Aladdin on oh. my Aladdin on the Mega Drive on a black and white TV. I didn't even have like a color TV at the time. <laughs> That's little portable black and white TV in my room. Uh, that's how well, God, I forgot I even had black and white. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, I vaguely remember just being amazed when I finally got a color TV. I was like, whoa, there's colors in this? Like, t- for some reason, I just didn't expect the colors to be so vibrant. It was so yeah. cool. It's a great experience. That, 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 yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually, I, I've always played games on a, a color TV, so... Yeah, that's, it's... Uh, well, yeah, that that that's probably a big a big leap in terms of quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine. And... I do. I do remember watching TV in black and white. Uh, yeah, can you imagine yeah. people like kids now watching yeah, TV they... on a old <laughs> CRT TV with you know just black and white? Wow. Yeah, yeah, they they wouldn't be able to handle it. No, uh, no. Uh, and just to be clear, I'm not like crazy crazy old. It's like an old like like we yeah. only had black and white in my days. Is Color TV completely existed. It just we happened to have a spare old black and white TV which worked for the Mega Drive. My parents didn't want to buy me a new TV, and they didn't really want it the Mega Drive set up on the main TV. If that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of that's that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a young man. Uh, <laughs> so Mega Drive, and then uh, did you make the move to the Saturn? Or Ooh, oh. here's where it gets interesting. I did not, sir. Um, I, I, uh, I, I like the Saturn. My friend got a Saturn. Um, they were quite expensive though, and Mum didn't want to buy me a new console, so I kept with the Mega Drive for quite a while. But then the N64 came out, and Mario 64 blew my tiny mind like i was like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever seen it's like full 3d the colors are the colors and graphics are amazing and eventually like i think the n64 had been out for over a year at this point and eventually i managed to get my mum to break down and buy me one for uh, my birthday and christmas like a 
joint birthday Christmas present thing. And I had Mario with it, Mario 64. And I had Mario 64 for like a year, basically. I didn't get any other games for like over a year. So I just played the hell out of that game. Like I learned all the secrets and stuff in that game back in the day. Um, and yeah, I, lo- I loved it so much. Um, uh, it's weird though, because um, Sega is still my, my, my main jam. But yeah, that N64 was just a beautiful thing to me. And Mario 64 was amazing. Um, and then it wasn't until a good couple of years later that some friends of mine, they were selling their Sega Saturn and I bought it from them for like 40 pounds or 50, no wait, I think they were selling a Saturn for like 40 pounds, but then they sold a couple of games to me for like an extra 20 pounds. So I got like the Saturn with Sega Rally and one other game, which I can't remember now. Um, so yeah, I've got that for like 60 pounds or something from some friends. Not bad. Um, which was really good, uh, yeah. but I had to keep it a secret from my dad. Because my dad didn't want me buying any more games consoles. So my <laughs> friends came round one day and pretended that they'd just bought it round. They're like, oh, we'll let you borrow it, Graham. You can keep it here for a little bit. So oh. my dad, my, so I was like, so I kept it set up on the TV. And like, my dad was like, well, aren't they taking their console back? And they're like, oh, no, they're letting me borrow it. And then eventually, after like a few years, I think he realized <laughs> they still haven't picked up their Saturn. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dad, I'm afraid they died. Uh, yeah they're dead um, now it's mine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we made it quite believable because i actually had some more n64 games at this point and i think i'd um lent them some n64 games so okay. it was like i'll lend these games to you if i can borrow your saturn and so yeah um and in fact actually they got robbed and they the robber stole their n64 and my game of turok dinosaur hunter so um yeah that was a sad time and that was like the most expensive game on the n64 it's like 70 (laughs) pounds or something ridiculous it's like oh my god um but yeah uh (laughs) yeah yeah question for you graham so do you think you you would have gotten let's say we got like a, a proper uh 3d sonic on on the saturn as we were supposed to, um, or or maybe a, a mainline Sonic game uh, mm-hmm. on the Saturn. Do you think you would have gotten the the N sixty four still with with Mario sixty four? If, if there a Sonic game came out before Mario sixty four, I would have probably gone for the Saturn. But just yeah, because yeah, I love Sonic. I thought Sonic was great. Um, and yeah, if there was a three D Sonic game on there or just a really good mainline one, I would have definitely picked it up. But at the point in time, there was no Sonic games at all. Yeah, um, like you know, Sonic Jam hadn't been released, and even Sonic Three D Blast, I don't think, had been released at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, because um, we're supposed to get Sonic Extreme, but that never happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and yeah, if that came out, I probably would have played it, and because yeah. I still think that game looked interesting. I've, uh-huh. I've seen like videos of it and stuff, and. I've seen fans re- trying to remake some of the levels, and I thought it looked like quite an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a sad, but yeah, Mario yeah. 64 just sort of just blew my mind because it's 3D and, you know. I- I'm curious because yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, I'm from Portugal. In Portugal, in Portugal, the Saturn was actually, Nintendo was almost non-existent uh, mm. at that point. So everyone had a, a Sega console, and yeah. the Saturn was, was big here. Uh, until until you know a few years later when we stopped getting new games and stuff. So mm. uh, and then it was a little bit of a mess, as you as you know. But um, many people, I I believe, were holding off for for that you know waiting for that Sonic game to come out and then maybe buy a, a Saturn. And yeah. when they saw Mario sixty four and they didn't see anything new. 
any new Sonic came on the Saturn, I I guess many people actually you know gave up on the Saturn and just went with whatever they had. The yeah. N64, the PlayStation, maybe I think. Yeah, because it's it's crazy because um, I think. Yeah, I think I think that's probably actually true for a lot of people, as you say, because Sonic the Hedgehog is such a big brand and stuff, and it's one of those, it's a system seller effectively, or it was back in the day at least. Um, and um, the, the most of the, a lot, well, this this is going to sound stupid to say, but I think a lot of people had this mentality that they saw the Saturn and like the PlayStation maybe, and maybe the N sixty four, and a lot of games, especially on the PlayStation and Saturn, were very similar, like they had a lot of the same games. Um, Saturn had loads of exclusives, obviously, um, like for anyone who's into the Saturn, you obviously know there's a lot of exclusives, mm -hmm. but I think for the average gamer, they might've just sort of seen, oh, they've both got the FIFA games. They've both got, it's like EA had a lot to play in that, I guess, cause a lot of EA games come with both the Saturn and PlayStation, but yeah. Um, and then it came down to like fighting games, I guess, like Tekken was getting really big and stuff. Virtual fighter was big for Sega fans, but I feel like Tekken was really kick, like taking off at that point. So and then like yeah, yeah like final the big uh, the big RPGs like Final Fantasy VII, which um, you know really took off with the PlayStation. I think that was the time though that the Saturn started to go down. So yeah, and the move to three yeah. D, right? That you know, mm. I think I think um, Sega should have uh, you know stuck with with more two D style stuff. I think that's where the the Saturn thrived, like beat 'em ups and, mm. and stuff like that. Uh, but it, you know, the 3D wasn't that great, but it didn't need to be, I think. But everyone was about the 3D at the time, so probably yeah, that didn't help either. Yeah, I I, I do wonder because I've heard other people say that that like, if if Sega stuck to more 2D games on the Saturn, would it have been a better success? And I do wonder. I I wonder if that would have been true or not, because as you say, the gaming industry was moving into 3D. The N64 was doing 3D really well. Yeah. And the PlayStation could do 3D really well as well, um, so I feel like Sega had to had yeah, to show yeah. we can do 3D too. So, and I feel, some I feel like they, they would have probably gotten better games if they stuck with the the, the 2D aspect of things mm. and try to you know do amazing, beautiful uh, mm. you know pixel art games and more cartoonish games, right? The vibrant Possibly. colors in 2D. I think they would have gotten amazing amazing games, but. Would it, would the public, the general public, um, enjoy that and gotten yeah. Saturn because of that, or would they just, you know, steered away as well because they wanted the 3D games at the time? Yeah, probably. I, I, I think yeah, I think what you said there is probably what, what would have been true. Like they would have probably the Saturn probably would have got better games, but the, the public would have been like, oh, it's not 3D. Yeah. I want yeah. 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want those those like blocky heads and and yeah. faces and. Exactly. The polygons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So Saturn later, um, you borrowed a Saturn, obviously. You never bought um, one. Well, officially, no, no, no. well, no. officially, we don't. Well, yeah, no, I, I mean, to be honest, I actually now own like two Saturns. Oh, actually, I think I own three Saturns technically because one of my Saturns died, so I bought another one second hand, and then I got the fear of them all like dying, and actually, one of them did die, and I had to actually I modded it in the end. Um, so one of my Saturns has got a um, what's it called? Oh, a Satiator. Do you know the Satiator? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've got one of those in one of my Saturns, so okay. I can play games off an SD card. But yeah. Two of my other Saturns are still going, I think. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me in, in Dreamcast. 
I have like three Dreamcasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of them is working, at least. Um, <laughs> anyway, so speaking of Dreamcast, mm-hmm. um, how did how was your experience with with the Dreamcast? By the way. Ooh, yeah. So basically, um, when before the Dreamcast launched, I was like all over that. I I was buying magazines about it. I was buying the you know the Dreamcast magazine. I think because I think I was getting Sega Saturn magazine, and Sega Saturn magazine was talking about the Dreamcast. And then I think they launched like an uh, one or two issues of the official Dreamcast magazine in the UK before the Dreamcast had launched. Um, so it was like almost like, hey, this is what's coming out. Dreamcast is coming out and stuff. And like showing off like Japanese games and what, what Europe's going to get. And I was like, I need to get this. And I did get one. Technically, I got one just after launch. Um, but I wasn't given it until a while later because, again, my dad didn't want me to have another games console. There's and... always a story with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mum bought me one very kindly for, again, for a birthday Christmas present sort of thing. Um, and it was meant to be my birthday present, but she had to, um, like, get my dad on a good good day, I guess. And uh, basically, I didn't get it for my birthday. And it was actually Christmas that I was given given it, basically. So... I got a launch console in the first week, I guess it was, because I think, yeah, because we pre-ordered it and we got like a special voucher or something. Like when you pre-ordered it from a, a shop over here, you got like, I think you got money off or you got like a £50 voucher to on a game or something. So we were kind of seeing it saving a bit of money. So um, yeah, so basically got like a free game with it. And, but yeah, I didn't get it straight away. So it's like in a cupboard in my house for ages. Oh, I God. didn't get to play on it. It's one of those things like, and, oh. Did you know that? <laughs> At the time? Yeah, I knew it. I actually oh. went with the shop to my mum oh. to, to get it. So I knew I was getting it. I actually chose the two games. I was, so I got it with Sonic Adventure and Speed Devils were the two games okay. I got with it. Um, and yeah, and uh, that, that was that was also interesting because I I chose Speed Devils because I was really into the San Francisco Rush games or the, uh-huh. or the Rush games um, on the N64. I thought they were great fun. I thought Speed Devils kind of looks a bit like that. And the reviews were kind of mixed. They're kind of sort of semi-positive or average. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And Sonic Adventure, obviously, because it's a 3D Sonic game. And oh my God, that's going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> and um, I remember like playing Speed Devils for like a little bit. I was like, meh, it's okay. It's not great. And then I played Sonic Adventure until I got stuck at one point. There's one bit in Sonic Adventure where you had to, it's like one of those puzzles in the overworld. And I just, for some reason, I couldn't work it out. I was like, I need to go somewhere, but I don't know where to go. So I was just running around the overworld. I was like, I'm bored. I need to stop playing this game for a bit. And I put in Speed Devils. And Speed Devils has ended up being possibly one of my all-time favorite racing games. Like, it's up there in my top three. It's oh. such a fun racing game. It's so good. Um, if you go into Championship, the two, the, by the way, the multiplayer in it is trash. It's the one of the worst multiplayer experiences ever. Um, it's really boring. The multiplayer is just boring for some reason. But the single player in the Championship mode, it's like a really good career... That you have to go through and like if you don't know the game your cars get damaged in them and stuff they do go slow and stuff but the environments are active as it were so like there's a hollywood um set where there's a t-rex roaming around and stuff um there's um there's levels in snow with avalanches coming down and stuff like that and uh, a level in like mexico uh, with a ufo um flying overhead and stuff like that um it's really cool uh, really good game. So give it a try if, if yeah, you're a Dreamcast fan and you've played it. I n- never played it, so yeah. So good, so much fun. So yeah, that, I was hooked on that for ages. So <laughs> I didn't finish like Adventure for a while after that because I got so hooked on that game. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So yeah, so you, you you got them all. You got all the consoles. 
Okay. Yeah. Good job. Much. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Oh, and I got a master system later. Actually, actually, when did I get the master system? I think I got the master system after I got a Dreamcast. Okay. So I bought a, I bought a master system after. So yeah, I basically got all the main Sega consoles. Um, awesome. Yeah. So you, you were obviously a big Sega fan. So fast mm-hmm. forward a few years, um, and you uh, were you know uh, with with Chris, you created um, Sega Nerds. Just forgot about Sega Nerds, obviously, <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> you guys created Sega Nerds. Were you, did you guys do it together? Were was it like more of his idea? How so, did it start? Um, so it actually started before Sega Nerds. So we were both on the Sega America forums, if you remember those things, um, <laughs> and um, we're just in the same sort of, I guess, threads and areas and stuff. We didn't know each other at all, and then one day he put up. A post saying hey everybody i want to make a sega like a dreamcast fan site basically and does anyone want to um does anyone want to help me and i was like hell yeah so i messaged him a few times and stuff and i was the only person who responded um so we got to messaging got to chatting um he asked me to write a couple of reviews i think so i started writing some reviews and um he's like yeah this is great we could we could start we could start building something so he created a tripod website, if you remember those as well. Um, and it's called Dreamcasters Realm, and the tripod website still exists. So if you Google dreamcastersrealm.tripod or something like that, you can find it. Um, but we did a Dreamcast, we did a Dreamcast-based website for quite a few years, and we moved away from the tripod site at one point, um, and it was just dreamcastersrealm.com or dcrealm.com, I think we bought in the end. And so we were doing this Dreamcast um, website for a while. We were we had lots of reviews. We had some interviews. Like we talked about um, PSO getting put back online with Shack server. I don't know if you remember that back in the day. Um, so we we like had an interview with um, the guy behind that, and uh, we had some cheats and stuff. It was just like a fun website, really. Um, and then um, the host, there's something wrong with the host. Like their server crashed or something, and they lost all of our files basically so like a good like few years worth of like content was just lost in one fell swoop um like they hadn't we'd pay basically we weren't really paying much for the service and they were just a bit crap and they just <laughs> lost everything so yeah they hadn't even backed stuff up and like i guess this was kind of still like the earlier days of the internet because mm-hmm. we didn't have a cms we were using microsoft front page to upload to the website if you remember that program at all i uh, don't yeah. know if you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. For for listeners, basically, with that, you had to download a copy of your website to your computer, make the changes on your computer, then re-upload the website. And um, if something went wrong, you could potentially wipe your whole website out, basically. <laughs> um, um, uh, but yeah, so and then yeah, we lost everything. And then I think it was like a little bit after Chris was just like, okay, we can either try and build Dreamcasters round back up or. We could do Sega. We could do another, just a Sega website, because the Dreamcast is kind of dead at this point. You know, um, I mean, you know, stuff was still going on in the community, but they weren't really making any new games and stuff. So Chris was like, "Let's just do a Sega website." And then he's like, "I think I've got a great idea for a name. What about Sega Nerds?" And I was like, "Yeah, I like it." <laughs> so that's how we started Sega Nerds. We it was like a collaboration. It, it kind of was Chris's idea, but it was a collaboration on both our parts. So I was in it from the beginning, and we sort of pulled together the see. Uh, we got a WordPress website going and. It was amazing having, actually having a CMS there and yeah, just pumping out news and stuff and having a, re- we had a really cool forums and things like that at the time. And yeah, um, at one point we were um, 
technically i think we were like the biggest sega fan site around uh, at one point like in terms of visitors and numbers um because we were getting something like over three million uh views a month or something which mm-hmm. we kept having to pay extra for our server our hosting costs because our, our oh, audience just kept yeah. going up and up and up it was crazy um but yeah it's um yeah um so yeah that's kind of how i guess Good times. Um, yeah it's great times great those are the great times those are yeah. great times and then i, I remember those days as well yeah, yeah. fondly <laughs> okay um and so yeah so you're obviously uh Sega's then then transformed into something a little bit different into a different mm-hmm. project right um that's right we we i think we talked about this last time you you and chris were on on the show so if people want more info just go back and listen to that to that interview but um you you then decided to to create this new kind of magazine magazine uh with with still a focus on sega but not just sega right um, yeah mega visions magazine that's right where did the idea come from how so, did it happen uh, so yeah i mean at this point so for those who don't know we kind of wound down sega nerds at one point and that was around the time that the sega bits sort of took off and stuff so some of the some of the team from sega nerds had sorry yeah yeah some of the teams on sega nerds kind of launched sega bits because sega nerds was kind of going downhill a bit um through various reasons basically chris was like going through like a divorce and stuff at the time i was had a really crappy job but it was take up all my time other people had moved away so Sega Nerds was starting to wind wound down. We kind of closed the doors on Sega Nerds and, you know, other websites took off, which was great. Um, and then we kind of brought Sega Nerds back in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a few years later. Um, but these other websites have kind of, you know, claimed their dominance in the, in the, in the area, basically. And they, they were, they're doing a fantastic job. So um, at that point, we were sort of like, yeah, we're, we're, Sega Nerds is still kind of fun, but we could do something a bit different. And... Chris, in his professional life, he is a um, editor for a Air Force magazine um, in America. So he works for the Air Force, and he's like one of the editors on staff, basically there. Um, in my past, I'd actually worked for a magazine company, um, which included editing articles, writing articles, and also laying out articles. So I knew sort of all the software and stuff, and how to use it and things like that. So Chris was like, "We could look at doing like a, a Sega magazine." And we're like, I was like, yes, I've always wanted to do a Sega magazine. Like genuinely, like I actually have um, some old notes from a childhood, from my childhood with me writing down like ideas for magazines and stuff. And one of them was a Sega magazine. And I, I was actually at my parents' house this weekend, clearing out my old room. And I found a load of this stuff. I was like taking pictures of it going, oh my God, I remember this stuff. This is great. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was like, I've always wanted to do my own magazine. A video game magazine would be amazing. Let's do one on Sega. So yeah. And then... Um, I think Chris came up with the name for Megavisions magazine, um, which uh, we were initially thinking of like Sega Nerds magazine, but there's the issue of, um, you know, sort of copyright and stuff like that. I know, I know you can sort of get away with like an unofficial Sega magazine because there's a couple mm-hmm. out there now, which are, which have the word name Sega in them, but we sort of wanted to move away from that sort of possible, you know, copyright issues or anything like that by using the Sega name. Um, but it also gave us a bit of um, freedom that if we wanted to look at other things and possibly not Sega, we could do. Yeah, obviously. Um, so yeah, because um, some, some of the games we cover are not actually made by Sega or on a Sega system. They are like indie games inspired by Sega, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we've built up relationships with some of those indie studios. So we then might cover another game that they've done, which maybe isn't inspired by Sega, but it's it's kind of like a cool 
still a cool game and it's kind of got the retro feel to it so Mega Visions magazine, in a way, it's it's Sega focused still. So we do cover a lot of Sega stuff. Um, Sega's still our main jam, as it were. But we do sometimes branch out and look at some cool indie indie retro style games and stuff, um, which um, which which we really like. So mm. yeah, yeah, um, awesome, awesome. It's so uh, it's it's a, a brilliant magazine that that you know it looks good, has great content. Thank so you. People people can check it out. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, Graham, um, mm-hmm. when we come back from our quick break. And I know that you, you want to announce something interesting and something exciting co- going forward regarding <laughs> Megavision. So people should look forward to that. But we're going to take a quick break now. Fantastic. We'll be right back. fellow Sega fans, it's time for another 60-second game. This time, Binary Domain, released in 2012 for the Xbox 360 and PS3. Start the clock! Binary Domain is a third-person shooter developed by the people behind the Yakuza games before they were known as Ryuga Gotoku Studio. Due to poor advertising by Sega in the West, it flew under most people's radars at the time, but it found a strong fanbase amongst the ones who played the game. It is set in a future version of Tokyo. The gameplay is excellent since the AI adapts to your playstyle, making it trickier to progress, and the game was visually impressive for the time. But for me, two things made it stand out. The story, in which you're a part of a task force assigned to find the person responsible for an android attack, but there's so much more depth to the plot than that, and the issues addressed by the game's story really got me thinking. The second standout feature is the consequence system, meaning your choices throughout the game affect who your allies will be and even the ending of the game will be affected by the level of trust between you and your team members. Binary Domain is available on Steam, but definitely deserves a re-release on current-gen consoles. End time! In short, play Binary Domain if you want to have a lot of fun with a largely underrated Sega Jam. Welcome back, Graham. We have Graham Cookson, the the sexiest man alive. Um, <laughs> just, just keeps. I, I started with sexy, then sexiest man in the community. Now, now sexiest man alive. So oh, you're dear. being promoted. Left People right. will be so disappointed if they Google me after this. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Graham, um, you've been on this show before, so you know, and you've been on special editions of this show which have ju- been nothing but torture. But you know <laughs> you can't come on the Sega Lounge without oh, no. the Sega Lounge challenge, right? Oh, you know okay. that. You, you, when you signed up for this, you already knew. You're not, you're not a newcomer, so you, you know. It's not a surprise. <laughs> now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean... Welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> so oh before we go any further, we, we need to, you know, get through this Sega Lounge Challenge. And today I have something special for you. 
we have the ultimate Sega fan challenge. This is what I've been doing with people this season, mostly. Uh, and this is a set of 10 questions. Oh, God. Not okay. just questions. There's music involved. But okay. 10. You can get up to 20 points. Okay. Ooh, okay. But, because I'm your friend, 10 points will suffice. Okay. It's 10 out of 20. It's not that easy, though. It, it's always up to you because you can choose between easy or hard questions. So oh, no. <laughs> every easy question g g gives you a point, one point for a correct answer. A hard question gives you two points. So think about wow. that when you're, you're choosing. Um, and do, do I get to know roughly what the topic is beforehand? Or Yeah, Sega. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, uh, this is a Sega podcast. I only like Nintendo. What's okay. I'm not, I don't belong here. Okay, okay. Yeah, so no, no Super Mario sixty four, unfortunately. Ah oh, man. No. Okay. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> so, are you oh. ready, Graham, for our uh, ultimate Sega fan challenge? Oh. Yeah, no, you're not. No, no, oh, no. No. You uh, can't fool anyone. I, I'm sort of thinking if I just go with the hard questions in each one, if I get it wrong, I'm like, oh, there's a hard question. That's why I got it wrong. Yeah. But if I get it right, I look like a genius. Maybe some, I'll do that. Some <laughs> people, you know, think like that and then they, yeah, they regret okay. it. But okay. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> so, oh first, uh, first question is actually a question. So, question um, is your hard question, Graham? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with my tactic. I'm going to go hard. Let's go hard. Yeah. People always do that. I don't know why. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so for you, I, I have, I have a, a very special new hard no. question here for you. Uh, are you familiar with Streets of Rage 4? Oh, yes. Um, yes. Okay. Not much, though, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the question is, in Sonic Adventure, collecting rings as Sonic... In Cassinopolis, or Cassinopolis, depending on how you want to pronounce it. So collecting rings and depositing them in the vault serves two purposes. One is to gain access to a platform and end the stage. Mm -hmm. Right? You, have, you can collect the, the emerald. Yeah. What's the other purpose of collecting rings? Oh, uh... Something happens when you collect rings. In the I'm trying to think now. Yep. I I know. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Is that okay? I I do remember something happening. Uh, is this is something that happens in the lobby area of the casino or something? Uh, how specific do you need me to be? Because I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, th there's really no way not to be specific with the, the correct answer. I mean, I oh, I don't know. Man. So, do you remember uh, how you how you collect rings in this stage? Uh, you go to the um, you like the, the pinball uh, go, you go, tables. Yeah, going the pinball thing. The pinball table was yeah. like the Knights pinball and stuff like that. Knights yeah. pinball, Sonic pinball. So yeah, and then you you when you quit those stages, you can go to the the vault. Yeah, and then you press the, the button and and the rings come the, out. And they yeah, the claw the shakes yeah. Sonic and yeah, rings come out. So 
as you keep collecting rings, there's an, an, another sort of, not really hidden, but second purpose of that. They do something with the rings, if you're paying attention. I do not. I can't. Maybe I it's the know. lobby. I don't know. I can't tell in, you. In my head, else. something happens in the lobby with like a decoration or something. Something happens in deck. Oh, Maybe. Um, is that? Oh no! There uh, is. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking, but yes, there is. Is there? There is. Yes. Oh god. Um, so what? What happens, Graham? Collecting rings in Casinopolis. This... Oh my god! Yeah, this I I I feel like I I know it. Um... Go with your gut. Oh wait, no, yeah. <laughs> is it is it is it a Sonic statue or something? Is it a Sonic statue appears like and it's made of golden rings? I don't know. Oh god! No, yes, I, that's one guy. It's, it's some it's something, some sort of, it's something like a statue made of rings or something. Yeah, I'm going with that. It's it's a, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog statue made of rings. Okay, so you're collecting rings to help build a Sonic statue made of rings. Yeah, that sounds stupid. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, something it's something like that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah that's one guy. I'm going with final it. answer. Yeah, I'm going with that. Yeah. Okay, so a, a sonic statue made of rings sounds awesome. I don't know how exactly that works. How do you like put the rings together to to make a sonic <laughs> statue? Though, but okay. But the the correct answer is so you collect rings to help build a golden sonic statue in the center hey. of the lobby. So I will give you the two points. Well done. Yes. Good job. Work. Yes. Oh, Definitely well that. Well you're done. so... Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> I really had the... Like, uh, in my head, I was like, yeah, it's definitely some sort of decoration thing that happens in the lobby. And then and then you were like, oh, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're a bad man. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. Really questioning everything <laughs> in my head. Like, I was just thinking about... I was like thinking, there's definitely a Sonic statue. Do you build that? Is that there originally, or is that no, no, always I, there? I, so, yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken, as you uh, deposit the rings in the vault and you come out into the lobby, I think you can see the various, you know, parts of the statue being built. Mm. You, you start with the, the the feet, and then yeah, I, I don't I don't remember how many rings you need to collect and deposit, but I, I do think you can see the um, the progress of the the statue being built and in, in the the knuckles stage when you go to Casinopolis with the with knuckles you can actually see the statue there ah there's okay. a, there's a spot in in sonic's shoes that you can break and you you destroy the entire statue i do remember that Oh wow! Yeah, I'm gonna have to try. I don't, I don't, don't, I don't definitely don't remember destroying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Course, yeah. But yeah, maybe I'll. I'll There's a, a specific spot you can you can punch <laughs> and you destroy the the statue. And sometimes awesome. you find the the the, the emerald shard. <laughs> anyway, good job. Two points. Good job. Oh. Off to a great start. And usually people don't start uh, this way. So good, good job. Way. Great strategy. Okay, let's go with number two. Number two is not a question. Number two is. <gasps> is a song. Oh, okay. okay. So oh, it's a, a, a clip. 
short clip, 10 second long clip of a, a Sega song. And you can get one point for the game it's from and one point for the, um, the track title or where it plays in the game. If it's like a stage theme, you can tell me where it plays, okay? That works. So as wait, well. so do you, sorry, do you need both? Or uh, you can one? if you give me the the game, you get one point, you get another point, an extra point for right. the track okay. itself. Okay. 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 Right. Oh dear. So let's take a listen to this first track. I mean, it sounds fantastic. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm really not sure where it could be from. Like, I mean, it, basically almost any 80s or 90s Sega game could come in, like arcade game mm -hmm. could come into my head there. Oh, what does it sound it. like? What kind of game does it sound like? It sounds, it sounds like it could be like one of Sega's old driving, like racing games or like um, one of their flying games or something. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't really think of what it could be. Ah, oh, damn it. Um, so if you had to pick one of those kinds of games, or those games of I, that, that genre? Weirdly, in my head, I'm getting like G-Shock or Afterburner. Um, no, not G-Shock, sorry, G-Lock. I don't know what it's G-Shock's a watch it's, brand. Uh, yes, exactly. what I said. <laughs> Casio, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, other brands are available. Um, <laughs> damn. Um... So game and track. I'm going to need an answer. Whatever uh, it is. Doesn't have to be right. Just an answer. I'm 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 going to go for Afterburner actually. I'm going to give Afterburner a try. Let's try that. Uh, Afterburner. Afterburner. And w what track is it? I have no idea. Um like the 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 first level. I don't okay. know. <laughs> so the first level in Afterburner. Yeah. Okay, Graham. Mm -hmm. So this is not the first level in Afterburner. So that's <sighs> not, not a point you get. No, this is not a point you will get. Maybe you can get the other point for the, the game. This track is called... Actually, let me tell you the, the, the title of the track. Maybe it will help. <laughs> no, no, no. The track is called Outride a Crisis. A Does crisis? it ring any bell? Outride a Crisis? That does, actually. Mm -hmm. oh. And I'm going to tell you, it's not Afterburner, unfortunately. It's Super Hangover. Oh, no. <laughs> this yeah. was the Mega Driver. Oh, <laughs> no. You're kidding? Ah. Yeah. Oh. Brilliant when you first track. played it, when you first played it, I genuinely thought of um, uh, Hang On, like Super Hang okay. On. But then I've not really played that game that much. Ah. Actually, that's what, that's what I should have gone with, actually, because I was like, I was thinking, I don't really recognize it, but I kind of do. But, oh, man. Oh. Part of the, the <laughs> Mega Games 1 cartridge oh, that I, came with my Mega Drive. I actually got it with Sonic yeah. 1 and the Mega Games 1 cartridge. It had Super Hang On. Uh, World Cup Italia 90 and uh, Columns. So. Great. I love World Cup Italia 90. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So no okay. worries. Two points so far. Let's t uh, take a look at number three. Number three is a okay. question. So easy or hard? Um, 
Hard, please. Hard, please. Okay. Okay. So, hard question. Hmm. Let's go with Sonic again. Before okay. becoming the Sonic racing game Sonic R, what was the original project Traveler's Tales was working on for Sega? supposed to be a different game and it became Sonic R what was the original project Travels, Traveler's Tales the, the developer was working on for Sega oh, I think I do know the answer to this one wait so hold on was it Okay, right. Okay, I've got two. I've got two things in my head. I've actually got. Can I, can I ask a question? Actually, yes, yes, yes. You can. Was I don't know was, if I'll answer, but I'm <laughs> so I think I think I'm just asking for clarity on mm -hmm. the question in a yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so was it just um, was it a game that they were just working on, or was it a specific Sonic game they were asked to work on, or something that then changed? I don't know if you can give me that answer. I I, I really can't, but uh, it's a game. So okay, I I'll, I'll give you the answer. I'm going to yeah. go with okay, it, okay. Um, so I know that they were working on a, f a Formula One like racing game, and they wanted to make it into a Sonic, or that's or Sega wanted them to make it into a Sonic branded title or something. So that's where the basis for Sonic Jam came from, or something. Um, Sonic, no, R, Sonic, yeah. no, Sonic R, sorry, yeah, <laughs> Sonic, yeah. Sonic Jam, Sonic <laughs> R, yeah, that's where the basis for it came from. Um, so yeah, it was, um, oh, what was it called? Sonic so, TT or something like that. It so I, so uh, I don't, don't really need you to tell me the the title or working title or anything. Oh, okay. Just the game that they were working on. Okay, so, yeah. According to you, a, the answer yeah. is they were working on. Uh, it was like a Formula One style game that was uh, mixed with Sonic somehow. Um, okay. Like, uh, I'm not sure how that would work. I think maybe Sonic characters are driving Formula One games or something, Formula One cars or something. So but basically something like Sonic that. Drift. Basically Sonic Drift. <laughs> yeah. So your answer is a Formula One game. Yeah. The correct answer, Graham, is... God. A Formula One game. Yes. Well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> To my knowledge, they were working on a Formula One game and Sega wanted them to incorporate the Sonic uh -huh. aspect of it. And so they came up with Sonic R. Yeah, Man. exactly. Good job. We Two points. Had... Yay. Wow. We could have had like um, Sonic and All-Stars racing yeah. on the Saturn. How cool would that yeah. be? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Good job. So it's back to songs uh, Ooh, because okay. we love songs. It's so... <laughs> Let's take a listen to another one. Remember, one point for the game, one point for the track. Cool. Okay. okay. Take a listen. I think you know this one. Let's see. Oh, my God. <laughs> maybe not. Or maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, oh, it's so annoying because, like, these old... Games all sound fantastic, and they all sound, but they all sound very so, similar. So you're, you're saying it's um, an old game. It sounds like an old game, okay, <laughs> like eighties sort of okay. or nineties. That, that's something. <laughs> that's a starting point. Hmm. Jeez. Ah. Oh. 
Oh man. Um So how old? I think it may be late eighties or early nineties. So in uh, terms of like system, is it an eight bit oh, mega drive? Mega drive. I'm okay. thinking like sixteen bit. Okay. okay. That's a, oh, a starting no. point. Yeah. What kind of game again? Oh, this is. Is it like. Oh, wait. Okay, I've got a game in my head, which is probably completely wrong. Is it one of the Shinobi games? Um, oh, Are you asking right, or. I'm asking you now. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Because oh, you know, that, that's not exactly how this works here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you sure I can't ask you questions? <laughs> uh, oh, no. This is so annoying. I, I think I feel like I'm normally quite good at the music side, but it's not, I'm, I'm going for Shinobi Three. Um, Shinobi Three. Okay. Yeah, that's I, that's I think that's like one of the most popular ones. So, what track? What level? Oh, what, whatever. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind right now. I'm not the biggest fan of Shinobi Three. Um, uh, so I, I, I prefer Return of Shinobi. So it's okay. Wait, which one's okay? Wait a second, Return of which one's Return of Shinobi? Smeg. Oh wait. Oh, I don't know. It's it's the one that's called Return of Shinobi. It's, it's the that... one with the 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 with Spider Man and stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going with Shinobi three. I'm going with okay. Shinobi three because I I actually think I'm getting myself confused between some of them. But I think Shinobi three is the one that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I. <sighs> Oh man, I I don't think I can think of. It's okay. What level it is? It's I, okay. The yeah, I I genuinely can't think of a level. Um, like, okay. It's cool. Maybe it's the maybe it's the uh, credit. No, it's not the credits or something. Uh, I don't think it's the first level either, though. Like, oh, I, 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 is it the end credits or something? The end credits, maybe. Let's go with the end credits. Like, that's what I'm doing. So, final answer: <laughs> Shinobi Three. Yeah. End credits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is tense. Um, mm, it's not the end credits. It's not even Shinobi 3. But is it Shinobi 3? <laughs> or maybe not. it's Return um, of Shinobi. Uh, not, not Return of Shinobi. Revenge of Shinobi. Maybe. I don't know. It's a Shinobi game. I'll give is it? it? Oh, I'll I got that it. close. Hey, excellent. <laughs> the correct game is... <laughs> Shinobi 3 Return of the Ninja Master yes oh no way you kidding <laughs> yes one point yes. this is I- Idaten which I believe is the second uh, stage when you're like riding uh, on horseback so oh, you... I think that's the, the oh, section you're this kidding from. me I think I, so okay again this is you're probably going to think I'm lying. I was genuinely thinking of the horse bit at one point, but I didn't know what part of the game that was. I didn't know if that was actually a bonus stage or, or like a level. I'm actually, or... I'm actually not not quite sure. I'm I'm saying this, but I'm oh. not really sure if that's okay. That's not our whirlwind, which is another great song. But you know, oh, yeah. it's not, it's not the end credits, so it doesn't matter. Wow, I'm I'm actually happy I got Shinobi <laughs> three to be honest because yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just I just want to throw out a little factoid for you here. Um, the best Shinobi game I played is Shinobi on the Game Gear. Just saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know a lot I of people. That game is brilliant. <laughs> Alex Kidd in Shinobi World is also a great game, by the way, which I've played I've ne- recently. 
I never actually played that one. Oh, so you, you should play that. It's, it's a great game. Really, yeah? really enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. So, five points. You, you're halfway there. That's amazing. And we're going into question five. So, again, okay. easy or hard, Graham? I will go hard. Yeah, you're doing great with the hard questions. Let's do it. Okay. So, let's go really, really hard. No, 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 no. Did you say hard? It's hard. Not really hard. <laughs> They're all really hard. Okay. So, in 2008 in Japan and 2009 in the West, Yuji Naka's Studio Probe released a game that required the player to tap a flat oh, surface. Yes, yes. for the question with their hands okay. to play. Yeah. A Wii game, it utilized the Wii Mote's accelerometer to pick up the vibrations of the player's taps. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the Japanese composer of the oh, version of Sonic the Hedgehog? No, I'm kidding. The, the, <laughs> the question is, what is the name, what is the title of that game released by Probe in 2008 in Japan and 2009 in, in the West? It is Let's Tap. And the funny thing is, I found my, my version of it at my parents' house at the weekend. That's what reminded ah. me of it. So I'm so glad you asked that question after. Because I was like, I remember this game. <laughs> <laughs> Two so, points. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, so good. Yeah, because it, it didn't just come in a normal Wii box. It actually had like a big cardboard box. Which yes. You, Lay the controls on. And that's what I found. I was like, "Oh yeah, I got the box." You had to tap the box, <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so to 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 make the, the the things move on on screen. Yes, the various yeah. like mini games. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty fun actually. It's pretty fun little party game. It's uh, great soundtrack, by the way, as well. Great soundtrack. Yeah, I, I can't really remember it, but I, I I I'll take your word on that. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's really good. Okay, so that means <laughs> seven points already, seven Graham. Points. You're doing amazingly well at this um so let's see maybe we'll, we'll, we'll set a new record here Ooh. number six is another song oh no and let's let's take a listen to this one hmm i don't know i'm not sure I mean, it sounded epic, whatever that was. It's, it um, is epic. <laughs> wow. You're doing some very tough ones. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, what does it sound like to you? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, what, what, what kind of game, what kind of like system era? I feel like... It's either going to be a late Mega Drive one or a Saturn game, possibly. Okay. But I'm still getting a Mega. I'm still getting sort of early vibes from it. Okay. It's got quite a decent base to it, so that makes me feel like it's more advanced than the Mega Drive. Okay. Um, oh, I, I'm getting a vibe of like an adventure or an RPG kind of game from that, maybe. Or, then again, actually, it could be a shooter game because they always have cool soundtracks as well. Oh man. How could that be? This is what I I don't think I've actually heard that before ever. So I think it might be a game I've never played or it's one I've not really played before. Um, mm -hmm. So, jeez. Um, Want to take a guess? I mean, could it be? I mean, actually, well, I was, was going to say a game, 
but it's a game I've actually played and finished before, so I'm not sure it would be this one, but it kind of, kind of feel like it could be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with... Um, no, this can't be right. This is, this is I know this isn't right, and I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I'm going with Shining Force 3. I don't know why. It's just, I can't get this weird vibe of it. Um, but... Um, I'm not sure if it is. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it, Casey. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, <laughs> um, so, your, your answer. I need an answer. I'm so not Shining Force 3. I know that. Okay. I'm going for Shining, screw it, I'm going for Shining Force yeah. 3. I, I, can't, I can't think, though. Where uh, does it play in the game? Where, where doesn't it play? That's the real <laughs> question. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> the entire game is just this song. It's just that one song in loop. I just that like five seconds. That's what it is. Exactly. Not even a, <laughs> I'd love that. Um, oh. I wouldn't mind this. I love this song. Um, James, I know it's not the opening because I know the opening music mm -hmm. perfectly for Shining Force. Mm -hmm. It's my it's one of my favorite openings for any game I've ever seen. Uh, so I don't. That's the thing. I'm not even sure if it is. I don't even think it is Shining Force Three. So this is a problem. Um, and it's probably not going to be a Saturn game, is it? You're going to be trick me. It's going to be a freaking Master System game or a Game Boy game, isn't it? Uh, You're overthinking you, this. You're playing with my mind way too much. Okay, I'm sick of Shining Force Three. I'm going to say it's. But I don't think I can't think where it is. Just Maybe say it's something. like the end end credits or something. Okay. I, I, um, Maybe this time we'll we'll get the end credits. Uh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so final answer, right? Shining Force yeah, Three, the end credits. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. It's okay. Not, it's not. Okay. I know it's not. So it's not the end credits, unfortunately. Mm. So it's not this. This is not the the correct track. So no points for the track. The answer may surprise you here uh -oh. when it comes to the game. I'm going to tell you, this is my Sega song of 2020. Oh, oh, oh. So this is not Shining Force 3. This is Streets of Rage 4. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes, uh. this is called Rising Up. It plays during the elevator sequence of the Y Tower stage. I have not played that game enough. Oh, <laughs> you should. You should. It's, um, it's amazing. This is my favorite track from the game. Oh man, okay, that's so good. That's, uh, yeah, that's a great track. I need to, I need to play that game more because uh, yes, yeah, I, I played it once with Chris online, and at the end, my Switch for some reason didn't save it, and I didn't didn't save any of my progress, so I didn't even get like an achievement or anything. Ah, so I was like, okay. God damn it! So I basically finished the game. I was like, I didn't get anything out of it. <laughs> we we so need we need to play it together on stream or something uh, one of yes. these days. And the the yeah. new DLC is amazing as well. Okay, yeah, I need to, okay, I need to get really into it again. Okay, right. Cool. Okay, so no points ah, there, but still no seven worries. points. Three points away from our goal of ten points. Mm. So, question number seven, Graham. Easy or hard? Oh, almost hard, there. obviously. Hard, Let's go for obviously, hard. of course. Yeah. Come of course. on. We can do this. Uh, okay. Let's so. some points up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the 1984 SG-1000 game, Girl's Garden, Oh yeah. what's the name of the titular girl? 
Okay. I'll I do, do have options if you need them. Or maybe you know the answer because you're, you know, you're crushing these hard questions. I do. I, I actually wrote an article about this on Sega Nerds back in the day, so I feel like I do know it. Um, maybe. Uh, maybe. Or, will I lose any points if I get the? Um, nope. If you give me the. Okay. Nope. Uh, let's. Yeah. May, maybe. Maybe okay. give me. Believe it or not, even with the options, many people get this wrong. So, option A, Minto. M I N T O. Option B, Papri. P A P R I. So P A P R I. Papri. Okay. Option C, Coco. C O C C O. Minto, Papri, or Coco. Wait, how do you spell Coco? C O C O C C O. Oh, okay. I completely misspelled. I spelled C O C O C C O. That's. Oh no, that's Coco. Oh. So Minto, uh, Papri, or Coco? What's the name of the girl? She's got a garden. Those, <laughs> <laughs> those, yeah, those have not helped me at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Cause I, yeah. What, I'm trying to, I, oh man. Um, hmm. Mm. Okay. Hold on a second. Minto. Um, okay. Okay. I, I think I do know it. Actually, I think mm. I do know it. Um, is it Papri? I'm going with. I'm going with Papri. Final answer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, I know it's not Coco Minto. No, it's definitely not Minto. It's definitely Papri. It's definitely Papri. Yeah. No, Why is it not Minto Papri. or Coco? Because of reasons that I I know it's not Coco because. <laughs> That's uh, Minto. I feel like is just a name you just made up. I'm pretty sure it's not Coco. So the the two I'd be tossing up between would actually be Papri and Coco. Minto, I'm pretty sure you've made up. Papri, I believe, is the name. So I'm going for it. So final answer. Yes. Okay. So I I have made this question. A long time ago, but I do believe all three names are in the game. Are they? Oh no! Okay, so j just just oh, no. throw this out there. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just checking now, and they're they're all in the game. One oh, of them shit. is the boyfriend. Oh no! The oh, other no. one is the girl. The other one is the um, oh the other girl so if you remember the story of this game is uh the girl is collecting flowers picking up flowers to um send to her boyfriend who is going to another girl mm. for some reason and so he thinks yeah i'm gonna just pick flowers and avoid getting eaten by bears because i love that guy <laughs> and so the guy is minto Oh, okay. The other wow. girl is Coco. Oh. So Peppery is the correct answer to points. Well done. Thank you. God. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, man. <laughs> Good job. Nine oh. points. Good save there. Good save. Okay. God, Graham, this, deep breath. This is, tough. This is tense. This yes. is so tense. <laughs> We're three questions away. The next one is the last Ooh. song. 
Okay. You know, I like to (laughs) keep things interesting. So the last song is reversed. Okay. So it's a short clip in reverse. I'm not even even doing well with the the, the right (laughs) way around ones. (laughs) I know you know this song for sure. I know for a fact that you know this song. So Mm. focus. Okay. One point for the song, one point for the game. Let's take a listen. Wow. A game came to my head straight away. But the more it played, I'm not sure anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, daddy-o. I mean, okay, I... I'm not sure. I'm just going to say the name of the game that came to my head straight away, which mm-hmm. was Golden Axe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess, I guess, I'll guess it's... What are the levels on Golden Axe? I don't remember them now. Um, One, two, the first three, level. Three. Yeah. I, <laughs> although it could be to be Turtle Village, which is the second Turtle level, Village. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think how... Yeah, I'm going for Golden Axe, and I might... I'm gonna go for Turtle Village. Screw it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. Just throw it out there. Why not? <laughs> Golden X Turtle Village is your final yeah. answer. That is. Yeah. Okay. So before I tell you what it is, I'm gonna play it uh, the right way around. Okay. So mm. not in reverse. And then you tell me. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> So, Graham. That's not Golden Axe. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a song that I've been uh, listening a lot in the last couple of weeks because I've been playing um, Picross S, Mega Drive and Master System Edition on the Switch, mm. uh, which is a Picross game that made by Jupiter, and, but it's all Sega-related. Okay. So... And this plays in the main Picross mode. So over and over again, over and over again. This is Passing Breeze from Outrun, obviously. Yeah. And so unfortunately, no points. Not, not Golden <sighs> X. Not Golden X. You need one more point, my friend, to get out of this alive. Uh, and I'm going to give you... You have two, two questions left. The last okay. question is hard, so you can't choose... So this next one is the last one you can choose a, an easy question if you want. Hell no. We're going for hard. <laughs> hard of the way. Awesome. <laughs> Screw it. Awesome. Okay. Let's go with the hard question. Okay. In stage 10 of Streets of Rage 4, oh God, no. which is called To the Concert, you fight on rooftops, and at one point, you can see the clothes of a famous video game character hanging out to dry. Which oh. character is it? Oh. Um. There are loads of uh, Easter eggs in, in Streets of Rage 4, by the way. Oh, man. Okay. That rings a bell. Um... God. Oh no. So gun gun to the head uh, what's the name that's you know 
that came came Jesus to you Christ. immediately? If you had to pick just one character straight away. I mean, the problem is I'm actually not. Sh- what do you think? I, clothes, I, I clothes, iconic clothes from a you know of, of a video game character. Go. Oh God. Um, Don't think. Just say. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've in my head it's like Sonic the Hedgehog's shoes or something, um, but I actually can't remember if that's right. Okay. Uh, oh man. Now you can think about it a little bit more. Maybe it is Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. I don't know. I'm not saying it's not. So if if it's so you think just the shoes or would we have anything else? Uh, it would be the gloves as well, basically. Uh, Maybe. Do, does um, Sonic like have socks? Or are those socks? Or I'm never, I'm never sure if he actually has socks. Like what? What's the socks? like white thing above? I guess they're so- I guess they're socks. Maybe and socks. It's like socks. Socks, gloves, and <laughs> socks, gloves, and shoes. Uh, are, are you actually giving, are you helping with the answer here, or is, is this you're leading me down the wrong path? I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> I just, just. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Oh no! So, do you think we'd have socks, gloves, and and shoes hanging out to dry yes, on the I rooftop so. of a building in? Streets of Rage 4. You see, I, the problem is I haven't played this game enough. I vaguely remember something being in the background, but I can't remember what it is. So. Oh, no, this is not good. I'm going to tell you there are, there are references to many pop culture things. Okay. Even non-video game things. Even non-Sega things as well. Ah, although you said it was... Did you say it was a video game character? It was a famous video game character. The clothes of a famous video game character. Well, it may not be Sega. Mm. Uh, oh, this is, this is annoying. <laughs> it could be anything or anyone. Yeah, it could be. So what's your answer? Oh, what do man. you think? Um, for glory glory oh no so yeah I, I feel like I might have to just stick with um Sonic oh yeah I might just stick with Sonic I'm trying I'm, I'm, I'm slowing my my voice down to try and rack my brain to see if there's anything <laughs> else that it could be um, to rely on your like photographic memory You've Mate, seen something, but you can't remember. Defi- what I've it definitely was. seen something. <laughs> I really can't remember what it was. Oh no! So I'm I'm gonna need an answer, Graham. Yeah, okay. It's gonna have to. It's gonna. I'm just gonna have to go for Sonic's shoes and gloves, and maybe his socks. And maybe as well, his socks as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or no. maybe his skin. Or maybe oh, God, that, like not. that's a suit. That's like a Sonic Man suit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's not okay. Is it? So, the answer is not Sonic. <laughs> it involves a hat. There is a hat in there. It's a hat. The hat is red. Red hat? Who's got red hat? <laughs> oh, it's not Mario, is it? 
Oh god. It is Mario, it is. Oh yes. no it kidding is. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Mario was the correct answer in stage ten of Streets of Rage 4 oh, no. to the oh. concert. You can find What was the easy question? <laughs> the easy que- I I have loads of them, so Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you, you didn't have an easy question in mind just for that one? No, I have a lot of them. Uh, I, I okay, just picked them from the list as we know. <sighs> okay, okay so that ahead. means we, we definitely need a correct answer now because we need 10 mm. points. You only have nine. So it's time for our last question. Graham, are you okay. ready? Okay. Okay. So whew, deep breaths. This is not good. What is the name? <laughs> this always gives me a laugh. What is the name of the rideable beasts? I have those beasts you can ride. The rideable beasts you find in the Golden Axe games. Oh, God. Um, oh, I do know some of them. Oh, wait, actually. They, they all, as a group, have a name. Oh, as a group. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, oh. Think about it. So what I thought they call? actually had individual names, didn't they? They probably do as well. Because... They... Okay. Hmm. Oh! No, yes, okay, I know what you mean. Okay, yes. Um, so I do actually know the names of the monsters. Like, th- mm-hmm. they've actually got names. They've actually got individual names for for, mm-hmm. for them. So you've got, like, Chicken Leg. Then you've got yep. Blue Dragon, Red Dragon, Green Dragon. And exactly. then in the Golden Axe Beast Rider game, you've got, they've got names like Abrax and um, other things like that. But I know what you mean. The actual collective name for them is... Um, oh, it begins with a B. Um, it's it's like biz. biz I, it's gonna sound. This gonna sound weird. Bizarre. It's like bizarrean or biz, yeah, bizarrein or something like that. Bizarre. How how accurate do we to be? Can I? Can I? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Two points. Uh, <laughs> Really? Do I get it? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to go so, with bizarre, bizarre. It's like bizarre. Like something bizarre. bizarre something. You mean? It's 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 like bizarrean or bizarrein or bizarre. It sounds like bizarre. It sounds like bizarre. Okay. But, but it's not bizarre. Like, okay, I'm going bizarrean. Bizarrean came to my head first, but I'm not sure if that's the correct pronunciation of it. I don't know how to spell it either. Okay. So, but yeah, they've got. Uh, yeah, I, I, do believe, go I the... believe I have the right pronunciation, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe. I oh, don't. okay. No. So your answer is Graham. Final answer. Lock it in. What, what is it? Uh, Bizarian, I think. Yeah. Bizarian. So the Bizarians yeah, is your yeah I your guess answer. That's, yeah, yeah. So to my understanding, the correct pronunciation is Bizarians. Yes. Two points. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> oh my god! I, it would have genuinely been easier if you just asked me to name in, each individual one. I played, <laughs> I played Golden Axe Beast Rider not that long ago, so I know all the names in that, and I know the names of the original Golden. Axe. You're not <laughs> the first person to say, "I would." It's Chicken Leg. No, no, that's not what I want. No. <laughs> 
But oh, good, good job. 11 points. Right. Saved it. Uh, oh, in the end. God. This was tense. Whew. This was tense, but was, very good. Was, good always job. tense. Oh, man. <sighs> and that means you get uh, out of this lounge with your Sega Lounge seal of approval. Good God, job. Good, 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 good job. Like, it's, it's bad, though, because... Like I, I, I did so badly on the music. No, I, no, I it's, like I... it's not bad. <laughs> Eleven points is amazing, and let's take a moment to appreciate how you uh, try, g got almost all the hard questions right. Yeah. Apart from the Streets of Rage four one, you, got, I, okay. you, you went with all hard questions, and you did amazing. Yeah. So I am going to play the hell out of that game for next time. And then, you should. Uh, you should. <laughs> and then you won't even mention it once. You won't even talk about Streets of Rage four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good job, Grim. Oh, so now that that's exactly. out of the way, um, let's talk a little oh. bit. Uh, so the final moments of this this conversation, let's talk about the news you have regarding uh, Mega Visions magazine. So there's a a, a rebranding coming, right? Um, sort of. It's not exactly a rebranding as such, but basically what's happening is so if you are a fan of Mega Visions or you know of Mega Visions. We um, we have actually put out an issue for quite a while. It's actually been probably over a year now, maybe even coming up to two years. Um, that's due to various um, you know things going on in like in, in our lives in the world and stuff. But basically, um, one of the key things is that our main artist um, um, Sketchcraft. Um, he's an amazingly talented artist. If you've ever seen Megavision's uh, printed issues, yeah. you'll, you'll you'll know his art really well. Um, so um, he's. Uh, he actually did most of like the layouts and stuff for the magazine and like the incredible artwork that went into it. He was very detailed, very good. But um, he's got bigger projects on these days. Like he's he's worked on some uh, pretty big IPs in the gaming industry now. Um, uh, I'm not sure I, I can say like he's he's done some work on the, the new the newest Spyro games and like Flash Bandicoot games and stuff like that. Oh, excellent! Um, yeah, he's so, really really talented. Yeah, he's super amazing. talented dude. Um, and sadly. Because of his, you know, other priorities, it meant that um, putting out the the issue that we wanted to um, sort of got really delayed, and then we sort of took a step back and we thought we we sort of feel like we need to have a bit of a refresh, and um, so we've kind of gone through a revamp, as it were, of Mega Vision. So it's not exactly a rebranding as such; okay. it's it's still Mega Visions. We've still got kind of the same logo and the same sort of color scheme and stuff going on, um, but what we're doing is we've um, we're redoing the magazine, so it's a lot. Uh, we're going to say cleaner and crisper. Um, so before the way Rob was doing it, it was made it look like he made it look like a retro magazine. Like it was a magazine you, that was 50 years old. Well, hopefully not 50 years old, but like 30 <laughs> years old, kind of like brown sort of textures yeah, on it to make it look yeah. like it's aged and stuff. Um, but we're going with a more modern approach so, as in, so the inside will be um, cleaner. You'll have, we still have lots of colors in it, but it won't have the sort of faded retro look to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Rob is still going to be involved in it, though. He is working on the covers and stuff, so you'll still see his artwork, and he'll do some other artwork within, inside as well. We've got some other artists as well helping us out. But, yeah, Rob's still going to be around, just um, he can't commit as much time to, to the magazine, as it were. So, But with this revamp, we're really excited because basically it means that we will be able to push out the magazine much more regularly. Uh, we're hoping to go bi-monthly to begin with, um, maybe even go monthly if that's a, a possibility. We'll see how that goes. But we're sort of going to sort of see... Um, actually, I think we're planning to go quarterly to begin with, actually, then hopefully go bi-monthly, um, just to sort of, um, you know, mm -hmm. once we get our feet, we should be able to push it out a lot faster because these new designs and templates are much easier for us to manage and stuff. Um, we're still going to be covering pretty much the same stuff. So we're still, it's still a fo Sega-focused magazine. 
um, with a lot of indie stuff in there as well. But yeah. we are branching out a little bit in other areas. So occasionally when a big game comes out, uh, we might have a bit of a focus on that, um, especially if it's got a retro tie to it. So for this first issue, we've actually got um, a Final Fantasy VII retro versus Final Fantasy VII remake sort of article looking at that and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some great um, we've got some great interviews as well. So we've actually got um, Corey Marshall, who's the voice of Ria Hazuki. Um, we've got an interview with him. We've got some great articles, like some features looking back at sort of um, the Mutant League games. Um, um, top 10 video game reboots, um, which is kind of a fun article because we're kind of rebooting the magazine, so we're going to look at video game reboots <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, and then um, looking back at the uh, Streets of Rage and stuff and uh, 90s consoles that time forgot. Plus, we've got some of the other columns that we used to have. So, what did I just play? Um, where we look at sort of um, either really weird or really bad games or a bit of both um, that people don't really talk about that mm-hmm. you know i that's the article i actually write so i normally play the game for the very first time when i'm writing the article so i'm like what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah um but yeah and we've got a great article about the dreamcast um about um you know sort of the some of the modern releases that have come out so what, what looking at 2021 and beyond mm-hmm. uh, so we've got and we've got lots of reviews as well so we've got some more modern reviews plus we've got some retro reviews in there as well so it's um yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to keep pushing that forward. Um, but we're actually launching the new issue very soon. Um, so uh, it is actually um, we, we you can normally subscribe to the to the to our magazine via Patreon. Yeah, uh, the the actual time to sort of subscribe to this issue through Patreon, though, has now closed. Um, they closed uh, last week, I think it is. But um, don't despair because basically you can still either get a digital version or you can get the physical version through our store, which is on our website. Um, so yeah, it's still, it's, 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 we're very excited. And then hopefully, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see lots more issues getting pushed out a lot more frequently and it's going to be, it's a very exciting time for us. Yeah. We're really excited. For sure. this. So yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah. So, so you um, mentioned a Patreon briefly. So people yeah. who want to support mega visions and want to buy the physical, edition so so how does it work do people do you actually gauge the the interest of of people for physical editions with patreon yes that's that's what we do for each issue basically so if if we're really lucky and like 50 million people decide hey we really want a physical magazine uh, we will you know take we'll get enough printed basically that's never happened yet but um basically yeah essentially we gauge how many people want a physical version like say if it's a thousand people for example we'll make sure that thousand people definitely have a copy but we also print a bit extra to be able to sell to people who maybe didn't get to the patreon or what have you and um we obviously haven't been able to do in the last year or so but we plan to go to more conventions and events so we can sort of sell issues there as well um, which we've done in the past a little bit but um well with covid it's been a bit trickier especially uh, like uh, lately but yeah so yeah you can still get it on our website so um, if you go to Megavisions, I, it's megavisions.net. If you go to megavisionsmag.com, it will actually redirect to megavisions.net, which okay. is our new, newer website. But we have a store button at the top there, um, which you can find our, our back issues um, and any current issues and also any posters. We actually also have posters. So Rob actually works on a lot of poster work for us. So we've got a really cool like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one there, which is brilliant. That, that actually... Uh, people seem to snap that up we've got a really cool 90s um bedroom style 
poster which is like an old school crt tv surrounded by like sega posters and stuff like that so it, it looks really cool um yeah. is that, that's like your, your twitch overlay layout that is. right yeah that is yeah. right yeah that's, i, that's I the love that hey yeah it's um <laughs> i'm not I, so rob didn't actually do that artwork for us someone else did and i I sadly I can't remember the guy's name, so I apologize, but it's it's great piece of art. I love it. Um, Whoever you are, you did a great job. Yeah. yeah. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Gonna, I'm just clicking on the Oh, okay, I've actually got his name. Um it's graphic designer. Okay. I'm I'm gonna pronounce this guy's name incorrectly because I'm terrible at stuff, so apologies in advance. But um Rashid Lot Lot, I think. I cut not sprout. Good. Oh, that's uh, that's a name I don't think I can even. It's, uh, I'll spell it R A C H I D, and then his last name is L O T F. Um, okay. So Rashid. Rashid. Okay. Rashid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we well, can also follow us on we're on Twitter and Instagram and, and Twitch as well. So yeah, on Twitter it's uh, at Megavisions Mag. On Instagram mm -hmm. it's uh, at Megavisions. Facebook I think it's at Megavisions Mag um, and yeah twitch is at megavisions so yeah um or just google megavisions and you should find mm -hmm. us yay yeah and if you're listening um you know just just look at the show notes there will be links especially Perfect. on our, our website as well you can find all the links uh just just a quick note about the patreon that i was i was just checking out on, on the the patreon website there are several tiers and also mm -hmm. depending on where you are in the world you can uh, subscribe, right? So the, these That's are right. actually uh, magazine subscri subscriptions, right? If you if you remember those back in the day, oh yeah, you're you can subscribe to this magazine only it's through Patreon. So That's right. That's yeah. So right. yeah, just just if you want to support, please support us because it, it all helps. But yeah, if you'd like to support us, you can do a digital subscription, which is only two ninety nine, um, or you can get a printed one for. Uh, it's it's £14.99 uh, per issue in America. And then it goes up. In, it depends where you are in the world. But it goes yeah, up yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety nine um, for Canada. And so this is in dollars, at least for me. I'm, I'm Yes, it it's now. US and dollars. Yeah. Like twenty four ninety nine for international. So I'm assuming non-US. Yes, basically. So like yeah. UK and Europe, really. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, I think we get some people in like Japan as well, actually getting it occasionally. So yeah. yeah it's, um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, if you subscribe... As if you stay subscribed, you'll just get an issue sent to you pretty much straight away, so you don't even have to worry about it. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, Are you planning yeah. on going? Uh, uh, how how's the like the the how many? issues in year, a year are you planning on releasing at this point or is that not something that is set in stone at this point at this point in time because um basically because this is not our um, full-time job unfortunately um yeah. this is more of a kind of side fan project and the the money you're spending actually just helps really pay for the um the actual printing costs yeah so we're not so basically we've all got you know jobs and lives and you know families and stuff to, to look after so um It'd be amazing if we could do 12 issues a year but at the moment we're looking at possibly starting out maybe quarterly but okay. if we if this new design actually works out well we should hopefully go to buy by monthly so that'd be six issues a year which mm -hmm. would be amazing um so yeah that's that's kind of the goal at the moment we want to get up to six issues a year because that would i think that would be doable mm -hmm. um we just have to see how it goes really because we've got a great team behind us now and uh, we've always had a great team behind us but yeah it's uh, the team's really doing really well so it's, it's really cool. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. people go go support Mega Visions on Patreon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. 
Yeah, excellent. Um, okay, Graham. Cool. Um, anything you'd like to to say to the fans um, listening? Any last words before um, we wrap this? Yeah, up? just um, yeah, just um, uh, uh, thanks for those who have subscribed or do watch us because we 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 are on Twitch as well. We do. Um, the Megavision show, which actually I'm one of the co-hosts of. Chris and I actually rebooted the Megavision show recently mm-hmm. to make it a bit more visual and stuff. And we actually need to get you on, Casey. We need to get you on the Megavision show because we want to chat to you and play games with you and stuff. When, whenever um, people invite me for for their things, I'm 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 scared because I I you know I treat them so badly <laughs> on my show that I, I'm not sure if I should. <laughs> I promise I won't do a a music quiz or anything with you. Uh, we, I will just beat you at a video game. I'm gonna let's play Streets oh, of Rage Four not together. Really that hard. Let's play Streets of Rage 4 together. Yeah, this is the perfect sure. opportunity. I'm up for yeah. that, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. Um, we, we, we'll arrange that. So, yeah, watch this space. Hopefully, uh, we'll get Casey <laughs> on very soon. But, yeah, we, um, yeah, so we're on Twitch. We do we stream streams pretty much every day. Um, we've got Megavision Show. Um, and we've got a website where we do um, news, mostly Sega news and stuff, other little bits of indie news and other video game news as well. But, yeah, for anyone who's supporting us, thank you so much. It's really appreciated. It helps, you know, helps these issues actually get done, basically. And, um, yeah, um, if you don't support us, please check us out. Just get, get, get inquisitive and go and like, uh, get quizzical or whatever and (laughs) check us out, please. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Do that. Do that. Follow the links in in the show notes and and check Mega Visions out. Yeah. And and Graham, I, I want to say this for everyone because I I really, really, uh, think you're one of the nicest guys in in the, the Sega community. Not just sexy, not just that. Really <laughs> nice. It's always a pleasure to to have you on the show, and you've been uh, also uh, always very gracious w- in terms of collaborating with with S- the Sega Lounge, and you know, doing special guest appearances and and whatnot. Oh, so it's, it's always always, a pleasure. always <laughs> nice to have you on the show. So whenever oh, you want to come back, the door is always yeah, open. Absolutely, yeah, I love it. Oh, in the moment when you ask me horrible questions, I don't love it, but. <laughs> Before and after, and yeah, I do. I do really enjoy it. Actually, right? you it's, just it's said really you love it, so there's no <laughs> no going back with that. No. Yeah. Oh well. Thank you for your kind words. Thank well. you. It's, thank it's you very amazing. much for for coming on the show, and all the best for for Mega Visions uh, going so forward. Uh, all and the best for your project. This is this is great. Yeah, and thank thank you very much, and and to you too. All the best for uh, Sega Lounge and Radio Sega as well. Just yeah, thank great you. stuff. You got you guys have always been doing fantastic stuff. So. My hat off to you. It's amazing. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Cheers. My thanks again to Graham for coming back on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed our chat and be sure to check out Megavisions using the links in the show notes. If you're new around here and liked what you heard, it would mean the world to me if you followed the show on your podcast app. Yes, it's called following now, not subscribing. And sharing the word about the Sega Lounge is also greatly appreciated. By the way, remember our merch store I mentioned at the beginning? How about getting free stuff? So I'm looking for 60-second games recorded by listeners of the show. If you think you've got a one-minute pitch for your favorite Sega game of all time, record it in the best quality you can and send it to me by email to podcast at thesegalounge.com or using the voicemail feature on our website. It's that purple tab with the microphone. You really can't miss it. 
The recordings that make it on the show will get a pack of TSL stickers or a t-shirt. And that's it for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Enjoy your week. And I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. The Sega Lounge. Hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Sega Lounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast.